Yeah, yeah. My name's Luca Brancato. And uh, so just to get things straight, just to get things straight, okay? This interview is not your interview, okay? This is my interview. So this is how it's going to work, okay? I'm going to be asking or censoring the questions you ask me. There's nothing that is going to go out into the air without my approval. Do you understand? Do you understand you're the host of your show? Right. Well, that sounds I'm really great. You're the host of your show. Okay. Well, let me tell you, host of your show, you can't be interviewing me with me unless I approve of what you talk about. Just saying right now, because I don't want it going out there. We run a very, very tight, tight-knit organization here. I can't let things just slip out. You understand? Do you understand how much money that I take in every year? No, you can't. How you know why? You why? know why? Because I can sit there and fund 50,000 of your little uh, on-the-air little, what do you got there in your kitchen interviews there for you. If you. But if you want to go to the top, if you want to be the best, you can't just sit there and talk about it. You got to do it. So I'm going to give you one shot. I'm going to give you one shot with me. Okay. So what is it? So Luca, what are you grateful for today and why? Grateful? Grateful. <laughs> grateful is a word that people who don't and never achieve things in life use. That word. Grateful. Because I don't need gratefulness. Okay? What I need is just people that do their thing and when we don't i kick them out with my foot up their ass i'm sorry is this I, i'm hoping that i can use this but ass even though i have been blessed to appear in some of dirt merchants films i'm not an actor because he's making me laugh breaking character ladies and gentlemen you just met luca from the film chariot jams the upcoming film don't boy rise and one of my favorites hit or twist Luca, Chad, Mr. Chad Stoops, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing so great, man. I hate playing that character sometimes because he comes across as such a such a jerk. It's and not even we... it's not even near your personality. Like you're a real actor because you were the nicest guy. <laughs> we had the best conversation yesterday, and then that I didn't even know how to respond to your character just now. <laughs> I kid you not, every time we've done this, every time we show it to people and stuff, Henning gets up and he prefaces like, okay, Chad's not like this in real life. Chad's really okay. He's a pretty, pretty decent person. Because because we had me in the last movie, like all the things I say are just horrible things. And, you know, I we had such a great conversation. It's been so nice meeting you and everything. And, uh, and uh, you know, Henning told me I was going to be talking to someone. But then yesterday after we had our conversation, I was like, oh, I'm actually really excited about this interview because like, you know, we just hit it off so well, you know, everything you were talking about. So I'm super excited. And I love the paintings you have in the background there. Well, I will let my better half know. She taught herself how to paint and uh, wow. I'm proud of her. Cause I mean, who teaches himself how to paint? She also, um, she taught herself how to cut hair too. So, and I, and I had hair, uh, but then I decided to take matters in my own hand and yeah. try to get myself a haircut. So I ended up with a mohawk. And, you know, at 44 years old, I can only rock a mohawk so long before it gets <laughs> ridiculous. So I'm back to, uh, you know, my spike days and being being bald. But I like man, it. I, it's, I love meeting all of the different people that 
uh, that come into the fold or have been a part of the films of Dirt Merchants. And it, because when I got started, they had a dream, they had a vision, and they were going to do anything to make it happen. And then now seven years later to look back and they have six folding feature films, the featurettes, I mean, and then all of the other stuff going on. It, it, it is amazing. But what I love most are the quality people that are around this tribe of people and and, and, and getting to meet you yesterday and talk to you, like I was just in awe because you're such a sincerely amazing guy. And we always, you know, I don't know if actors that are in Hollywood actually, you know, know what people in the outside world, all of their judgments and the different things that they just assume about actors. But you are definitely one of the good ones. You are one of the people that any type of, any of the stereo negative stereotypes that happen with people in Hollywood, you're like the opposite of that. And getting to speak to you yesterday and just hearing your heart for, for people, your heart for what you do, and the fact that you have these big dreams, it just, it rubbed off on me in such a big way. In fact, I was dreading doing all of the work I had to do today but you inspired me so much that I got motivated uh, in a way that I haven't been in a while to to knock all this work I had out. So, wow. you, yeah, your conversation impacted me a lot. So I, I'm grateful for that. Jeez, thank you so much. And, I, you know, it's funny because we I think one of the things that really hit me off yesterday, too, is just uh, um, and I, I truly believe this. I truly believe and I'm, I'm going to say this honestly, that you have to I, I think with with especially with with. And thank you, by the way, everything you said. Um, and I, I love that that we connected on, you know, the spiritual aspect of, of this, because I really believe, especially with with acting and especially with the, you know, the way it is now. And I don't know how it was back in the day, but I just remember really looking forward to like ta listening to other interviews with other actors because I wanted to just see who they were as real people. And and a lot of the times, you know, some of the older actors that really, really worked hard and had to work up the ranks and did theater and, and stuff. A lot of these guys also had, you know, some or if any, like some sort of, I, I, not all of them, but some of them had, you know, a spiritual connection with things. They, they had a real connection with, with family life and people. And because entertainment is, it's, it taps into everybody's creativity. You know, any one of us will go to a movie theater and just go, wow, you know, and it gives us some sort of idea about how life could be or shouldn't be. You know, it's like, Okay, well, I definitely don't want to do that. It's like a lesson. I don't want to be that way when I grow up. You know, it's it might be exaggerated, but you go, I, I, or you see other things. You see a character played a certain way, and it helps you see the world another way. You know, and it's it. You know, those things are priceless. You know, and it's great to have. Also, I think you know now that we're moving into this weird age right now with with film, and it's just gone to such a strange direction. I think spiritual. We have to bring back that spiritual right wrong good bad we have to have those things because if we don't we don't really know what to cheer we inside we know what to cheer for but you can't lie about the truth you know you can't lie you can but you can only do it for so long you can't trick what i think god has given all of us which is an innate mm -hmm. ability to understand the difference between good and evil right and wrong you know and uh, i think right now we're just i think right now society is trying to really just blur that line so there is no there is no right or wrong you know and and uh and it takes the fun out of making a good movie you know because that those movies in our hearts we want to see the hero 
win. We want to see that that good somehow prevails amongst like all odds, and 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 we will always want to see that. We always, I mean, there's always all different kinds of ways to tell stories, but um, but that's one of the things I really appreciate talking about you is because I think you you really understand that, and it's rare that you can actually talk about those things in a in an interview where where it's kind of accepted. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I agree. You know, so I appreciate that. Well, and I, I, I mean, I appreciate that, but it, it's genuine and it's true. In fact, my motivations for learning media and, and, and really new media and the future of media, my motivations for that was because I recognized that media is the most powerful medium in the world. And, and it, there's a lot of different forms of media so that the knowledge of how to use both, it's, I felt in my heart that, you know, we are media controls the narrative now and it's had such an impression a negative impression on so many people and people don't know what's true and what's honest or what's real is am i being gaslit right now there's so much confusion and i blame the media for that i blame yeah. the fact that there's six companies that virtually own every piece of information they, they have a hand or control they're on the board they own they're the investor like it's six companies that have in, that have this control, this stronghold on people all over the world. Six companies making decisions for the whole world, basically, yeah. and having influence on our minds and our children. And, and then you have the social media stuff. So I wanted to learn media so I could be a part of changing the narrative for good, because I believe with all my heart, then you said something, that real stories matter. The truth matters. In our truth, who needs explosions and, 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 and science fiction and green screens and crazy and, 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 and all of that just in the, the grotesque violence? And I understand some of that is real, but a lot of it gets glamorized. We don't need to make up stories or even remake movies anymore because our real stories are the ones that need to be told because real stories are the ones that have the greatest impact on us. When we yeah. know a story is true, there's a show called All American and it is the most amazing TV show. I've cried, sometimes some of the episodes I cried multiple times, but there wasn't one single episode I didn't cry because it moved me. And I don't know if it was the psychological part of seeing based on a true story. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if that's what stuck me in or not, but I got to tell you, there's a lot of people out there that are dying to hear your story because your story, your testimony, what you're struggling with, how you're fighting to overcome. No one wants to hear, well, uh, you know, they don't want to hear the sob story when you're not trying to fight your way out of it. But the right. people that are fighting mental illness, they're fighting addiction, they're fighting a poverty mindset. And, and just to be able to share that, to share those heroes' journeys with people. All movies are heroes' journeys anyway. So why yeah. not tell real stories? Because they matter. So I want to ask you something, man, because I could go on this rant for four hours and never talk about anything relating <laughs> to your movies because you are an amazing an amazing creator that has a lot of other projects that are outside of Dirt Merchants. And I'm really excited to watch your project uh, yeah. that just went to the film festival. I, that got rave reviews, cannot wait to watch that. But I want to ask you, because you sincerely are a very nice guy. How in the world did you train yourself to be such an asshole for lack of better word? <laughs> um, that's funny. I think I read this once in it's how to win friends and influence people. Someone's this, this, 
this this part of the book that he was writing about was talking about Al Capone mm. and <laughs> Al Capone did all these horrible things but when they sat him down and they talked to him and said you know how do you feel about doing this and this and this and this you know all these things that you did you killed all these people you did all these horrible things and the way he responded Al Capone after doing all these horrible things never believed that he did anything wrong in his mind he was the antagonist he or not the uh, the protagonist he believed that he was the good guy he believed that everybody else was in the wrong and what he was doing was right he justified everything that he did and it all made sense and and somebody once said this to me is that is a bad truly bad people even even the, the, the best antagonist in the world these people think what they're doing is right so there's there's a sense of you know if you try to play the bad guy as a bad guy as opposed to a guy that has feelings and emotions like everybody else and, and in your mind you're, you're 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 justifying his reason his his will to do it it becomes a person that you also can sort of has compassion i guess we like some of the villains the, the best villains in the world uh played on tv are ones that you 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 sort of sympathize with you know that they're doing wrong the way that they think is wrong but another part of you says okay i get it i kind of get it like i i kind of get where he's coming from he's made me he's won me over as far as like the villain however i don't want to be the villain <laughs> I, I get him <laughs> i appreciate him i like him as a villain but i don't I, I don't ever want to be him. I, I think um, Lex Luthor, uh, Gene Hackman, who did, who played in uh, mm. Superman. You're the Superman. I love the way he played that villain because you, 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 he was funny. He was like, he had his way. He was evil, but I liked him. I liked Superman better, but I liked Gene Hackman because Gene Hackman made me understand him, understand what his point of view is. He wanted to take over stuff. He, and he made you want to get to know why. I mean, like, they didn't go deep, deep, deep into Black Suit throughout the movie, but it made you want to uh, understand him and sympathize with him. And I, I think um, when, I, when I thought about this character, I thought about him as this insecure, because the way this character was cast, Luca Brancato, I guess, originally was supposed to be when I auditioned for it. I, I honestly had thought I would not even get it because it just doesn't, you know, it's like this other guy. He sounds like a bigger guy with a cigar, like a, like a Marlon Brando, like a, you know, somebody else, yeah, somebody else that, or has tats or just not me, not me. Mm. And so when I did it, I did it from the point of view of this guy that is horribly insecure, that he is not a gangster. Like he's not that. And so my uh, view of Luca Brancato is he is this insecure guy who is, who's, who's drug addict because he constantly needs that, that security to, to be, this uh gangster he's kind of a gangster almost a gangster wannabe he's evil he does all these horrible things but it doesn't come through a very thoughtful way he he, he can do things thoughtfully but he doesn't do it like a gangster would he does it as an insecure guy who's trying to be a gangster and wants the facade um mm -hmm. and his downfall kind of the art kind of goes that way too so i guess that's how a long way of going about it that's how i came with the way no that's a really good answer because i i related to your character and this is something I want to actually ask you about. I can't believe I'm, I, I don't know where this is going to lead, but just hang on with me for a second. Okay. I, I, when I turned my life around and started that path to purpose and like, okay, okay, God, I'm done running. I, I, my life, this life that I've been trying to live, I, I'm done with it. It's no longer my own. I, I, I surrender my life to you and I'm all in on everything 
that you lead me to do, everything that I, I believe I'm supposed to do, I'm all in and I'm committed to this. And what happened when I, I'm over here, the pendulum is over here on this far side. And so then it swings all the way to the other side, where now I'm just trying to do everything perfect, everything right, be the most godly man on the planet and all the things. Right. And then, but you know how that goes because then you mess up and right. then you make mistakes and then you're like, and you fall down, but then you keep on going. I'm going to, I'm going to go to this righteous path. I'm going to do this. What I learned in my experience is that I'm definitely not this guy over here, but I'm really not even this guy over here either. Right. I'm somewhere in the middle. And what I noticed was I was still Joshua then. I used to believe I was solely a different person, but there was character traits of myself over there because I was a nice guy to the gangsters. The gangsters liked me. They liked <laughs> the, the criminals. They, they liked my personality and like the gifts and the talents that I have now that I get to use for good, I got to use them for bad. And, and, and people like that, you know, at least that crowd did. But right. when I settled in the middle, I found much more peace. I realized that I'm never going to be this patron saint of perfection, but I'm going to be me and it's somewhere in the middle. What I'm, what my question is and where I'm going with this is I believe like, I mean, you're this amazing, nice guy, but I know that there's a darker side to you and you probably oh, tapped yeah. into that with your character, Luca, a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. How much of your real self, Chad Stoops, did you recognize or did you relate to, or felt like, Hey, this is a lot like me with yeah. Luca, with Luca. That's a, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> That's a really great question. First of all, when you were talking about this whole thing about never being one way and, and still having other things, I, I, I believe, and this is going back to like, if you take just even scripture, you talk about the, the Bible that, the, you know, you talk about the Garden of Eden. And, and I think, I think it's all about opening doors. I think even God knows, like he has the, you have a choice to, to open a door or not open a door. Now I've, I've not opened the doors to certain things in my, in my life. Um, like you haven't, I'm sure you're not up in certain doors, you know, and people who have opened those doors, uh, now you can open doors that are good or evil. You can open up those doors, but those mm -hmm. doors, I believe are always open. Once you open the doors, uh, you know about it, you understand it, you, you've been there and it's, it, it doesn't, that, that knowledge doesn't go away. The, the information doesn't go away. The, the feelings that you have you know, if I never experienced, you know, I've, I've met people that really have never really opened the doors of uh, feeling like they need to have revenge or anything. I've opened a lot of those doors in my mind or my heart or how I can get back at people um, in certain ways, either uh, just by the way I talk or, or, or something, nothing malicious. Now, I haven't opened up a ton of those doors, but I've opened up some and I've, I've seen other people that haven't. So they don't, they're not, you know, it's amazing how you see that and you go, wow, this person's really great. Well, it's not that they're necessarily really great. They just have not opened those doors. Other doors they've opened that you haven't opened. And I feel like that's really what it comes down to is once you've opened a lot of doors, it's, I, I think it's about opening more doors that you want to open that you feel are going to be beneficial. And, and, and so you're always, I think that keeps us humble, you know, for one, um, because we realize that it, it's not beyond us to do those things. We've, we've either gone there, um, experienced those things, but, but it doesn't mean we can't do it again. It doesn't mean that, you know, these doors that other people have opened, it's almost like, 
I'm sorry you opened those doors because now you have to live your life knowing those things, but it doesn't mean you can't open up a hundred other doors that are so wonderful and beautiful that God has for us. So that being said, when I was approaching this character, I think in the second movie, The Cherished Jam, especially, uh, I remember when I was younger, um, feeling very insecure, very insecure. And the way that I took it was, you know, I, I had a learning disability and uh, and so I always felt like I wasn't as smart as everybody. And this, this was most of my life. I just felt like I wasn't. And I got therapy about this not too long ago to try to figure out why, you know, how, how I think or how I understand things. And uh, my therapist was like, gosh, I don't even know. How, how did you make it through college? Because I, I, it, took me, it took me forever to read. Like, I would read, 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 read things. And I had to read them like four or five times to understand and comprehend. And so there was a lot of insecurity. And I remember when I was a kid, and I don't know why, and it made me feel horrible, but I remember as a kid doing this to a friend. Now, I must have been like seven or eight. And this made me think of who Luca is, okay? So this is what I kind of stemmed from. And I still have this in me today. I do. I know I do. This friend of mine came over and he was enjoying himself and he was in a great time. And all of a sudden, for no reason, no reason at all, I said, um, and he's sitting in my room and I go, I don't want to be your, uh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Just all of a sudden. And he was like, oh, <laughs> like, ha ha. And I kept saying, no, we're no, we're no, we're no longer friends. And I just did this. And I don't know why. And all of a sudden he started crying. And I remember when that happened, how horrible I felt. And immediately I said, I'm sorry. No, we can be friends again. And it was this weird control all of a sudden I felt like I had when I didn't have control over any other part of my life. And. Whoa, I, you gaslighting son of a gun. <laughs> no, it was horrible. And it was like, you know, I know that that, that part of me kind of was in this character. I, I, I've used that part of me, this insecurity in different ways. I've used it to show a better side of somebody and also used it to show somebody that takes, wants to take things from other people to have control. And, um, and that, that feeling of wanting to control other people, um, manipulate them in a way that hurts them to their core like i know i hurt this guy i know i hurt him like as a kid talking to another kid i know i crossed a really a, a line as a kid i crossed a line and and as an adult i've done that too and 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 doing things and saying things um just because you know the opportunity was there the temptation is there um for one reason or another and i know that as luca brancato luca is a guy that does that does that mercilessly he that's all that's what he does he he doesn't want to be weak in any way because it will expose who he is other people i think do that too um but i think some people um aren't doing it to cover up necessarily they're doing it for pure maliciousness i think luca's doing it i believe luca, luca, luca does it to uh to gain control over people he does it because he does not believe inside if you're really to sit down and talk to luca i think luca doesn't believe that in himself so i thought of him like that because that is how i grew up i grew up feeling like i was a lot less than other people mm. which made me relate to other people but then i i did do things like that where i was used the good i had and, and turned it and and i i know how horrible that is i mean that's that's worse than just being evil if you're just evil to people people are like you're evil but if you're like good and then you hurt somebody that's that's some other kind of crazy and uh there's not a lot of people are going to watch this show are they <laughs> like i said 
Oh, that guy. Uh, well, <laughs> I, uh, 